Hello and welcome to The Real Easy Show. My name is Evan Franklin. I'm John Wittig. Today we have a special guest, Ian Monroe. Ian, how are you? Hey, Evan. Doing pretty good. How's it going? Good, man. Yeah, I've been um, friends with Evan. Evan, since high school. Uh, we met about sophomore year, my sophomore year. Yeah, yeah. Freshman year. Yeah, cross country. Four years ago. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Time flies. Yep, cross country, track and field, running, running for days. Yeah. We're all on the team, and then uh, when you hit me up about being on the the podcast, I was pretty excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think you were gonna have me. I was. <laughs> oh no! I was, man. I was definitely expecting you to be like, oh, <laughs> thanks, but uh, no thanks. But here no, I am. So hey, we're looking not. for anybody and everybody, and you sound interesting enough. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna get you. You 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 look like an easygoing guy. I'm really easy. I try to keep it really easy. You know, that's yeah. good. Okay, so uh, you went to Hoover. You graduated. And then how did you get down to New Orleans? So um, I moved back to New Orleans right after I graduated. Um, that's where most of my family lives. So um, it wasn't too hard. Um, I still live with my family. I live with my dad um, over in New Orleans. And my mom and my whole mom's side of the family lives here uh, in Hoover still. And my sister still goes to Hoover High School. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sucks to suck. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, I'm uh, living there. I go to UNO. University of New Orleans, and so um, it was a pretty easy decision, honestly. Um, I always yeah, you said um, you moved back, so is that somewhere you grew up or spent a lot of time growing up? Or that was where I was born. Okay, um, and I was a Katrina kid, so um, okay, I didn't I didn't spend much time there. Yeah. Katrina hit 2005, and I was eight, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, I was pretty much here for most of my childhood, and yeah. then. I was going back and forth for a few years uh, until about mu- until about middle school, and then after middle school, it kind of it kind of trickled off, and I didn't really go for a, maybe two or three years. Mm-hmm. And um, but I think I went again. I went again for spring break my senior year, and um, that was when I kind of uh, that was what kind of reinvented my love for it and made me realize how much I missed it. And yeah, after I graduated, I just I just headed back home. I was like. I don't know. I, I didn't. I, I still didn't see it as home though at first, and it took a couple of years for that to for that to happen again. But yeah, it felt like it. It definitely felt like I was a little bit of like a a long time visitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at first. Yeah. So. so moving down there after you graduated high school, how long before um, you start to felt like you started to feel like it it was more of a home and like you were more of a local than an actual like newcomer in a town. Honestly, um, I'd say pretty fairly recently. Okay. Um, maybe about a year ago, maybe a year yeah. ago or so. Better part of a year ago. So about I, two um, two years there. Yeah. 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 Um, that was when I started getting more involved in the community there, and um, also just kind of, I think one of the things that that kind of made it um, that kind of took a while to make me feel at home there was. I've just been living with family, you know, I think living with family kind of sucks, you know, no matter yeah. no matter where you are, it's yeah. kind of like this, era, especially when you haven't lived with them for a while, you know, mm-hmm. even though it's still family, it's like, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just like a weird dynamic, and so living with family is just kind of always, I don't know, for me, it's, I'm just ready to like move out, get my own place, have my own space, Yeah. and so it's just kind of uncomfortable to walk around, you know, and be like, oh, can I do this, you know, can I, you know, like kind of always have to watch watch your steps, you know, not step on any toes and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, as of, um, the past year or so, it's really started to feel 
much more like home. I've been getting involved in the community more and, you know, hanging out with a lot of uh, with a lot of other people who are locals and then people who aren't locals, you know, people who are just visiting and people who are um, just kind of there for for a spell. A lot of people will come in for seasons, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people will come in for uh, temporary jobs and stuff like that and like, you know, for school. And uh, a lot of people will move there. So, you know, there's a lot of different people, you know, that come there. I've met a lot of, you know, French and German people that I've made friends with. That's cool. And um, a lot of people from the U.K., a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of Europeans in general. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of diversity and it's a lot of great people to meet there. So so you would say that's your that's your number one piece of advice. Like, for instance, if somebody moves out of town, especially to a place they've never been, like you grew up there sort of, you kind of knew it, you could feel it out a lot better, but... So, like, would you say, like, your number one piece of advice for someone moving to a new town is to be involved with the community? Definitely. Definitely, okay. I'd say that. Um, especially when um, you're coming from a place where the culture is so vastly different. Um, and I feel like New Orleans is very different, at least from its surrounding cities and states. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you're coming from a place, you know, if you're from, like, I don't know, Connecticut, and you're going to move to... It's, uh, Venezuela or something, you know, you can't just hold yourself up in yeah. your house, your apartment all day, and just expect to have a good life there. You have to, yeah, you have to intertwine yourself with the community. You have to, you know, learn the ways of the culture to, you know, really make that place feel like home. Or else, mm-hmm. you're always gonna kind of feel like a visitor. You're not gonna feel like yeah a local ever. And Do you want to elaborate on maybe how you think, um, like New Orleans is different? and mm-hmm. just kind of explain that more <clears throat> yeah it's it feels very culturally isolated there's a word that's uh that i like to use to describe it mm-hmm. it's very um i don't know how to explain it it's so it's it's like it's very geographic it's a geographically small city yeah um everybody like um like my like my father still sees people um that he went to high school with you know when he goes to walmart you know if, mm-hmm. when he goes out stuff like that i've had people i've been out in public and I like I look a lot like my dad, um, and I've had people come up to me and be like, "Are you are you Terrence's son?" Yeah. You know, so it's it's a very like geographically small place. Yeah. But everything is so packed within it. It's it gives it a much bigger feel, and so so it feels a lot like a big city. And it's there's not many big cities surrounding it. Mm-hmm. You know, all of Louisiana is pretty much a swamp. Like the yeah. rest of Louisiana, you know, there's not really much there. Um, then it's right next to Mississippi, mm-hmm. you know, which is right next to Alabama, you know. So it's so it's very, you know, it's, it's got a very New York feel, you know, Chicago, like like a big city feel. So, but it's it's very different because you know you go twenty miles in any direction and it's like a swamp, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's the country, yeah. And so it it and that's one of the reasons why it feels very culturally like, culturally isolated. Also, I feel like. Um, you know, a lot of big cities have uh, tourism. You know, they put a lot of their efforts and energy into into tourism. And so I feel like um, New Orleans in particular has put a lot of uh, effort into um, preserving the jazz experience yeah. um, that, they, that they have embedded in the culture to give people a reason to come mm-hmm, to New Orleans. For sure, keeping and, the uh, uniqueness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've only been to New Orleans one time, and like, you could tell like they're really just striving to be different, mm-hmm. which is cool. I mean, you hear a lot about cities like Portland and Austin and stuff that do that, mm-hmm. but you don't really hear it about like the the 
the purposeful action of like being unique about New Orleans, but I agree that it definitely has that feel and like like you live there and you can see, you can see that. So, I mean, you know, from the outside, I have to agree with you, but I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, for sure that like <laughs> you know, they they strive to be isolated kind of like you're saying yeah Mm -hmm. um but i I don't maybe it's just a byproduct of wanting to be wanting to attract like you're saying wanting to attract uh tourism and all that but either way they they definitely isolate themselves or you guys isolate yourselves yeah definitely i it it definitely is um i do agree with that byproduct a byproduct of wanting to like just differentiate themselves you know because i mean no no um I mean, there's no other culture really like it. I mean, I, I'm biased, but um, you know, I mean, that's what people say too when they come there. Then they when they when they visit, you know, they're like, "There's there's no place like New Orleans," and that is kind of um, because of like the style of music, um, the style of jazz that we have. It's um, there's a lot of history in it, actually, um, with like the style of jazz and like um, with New Orleans actually kind of technically being where jazz was originated. And so it kind of sounds um, a lot different than other forms of jazz, and like that. There's a whole big thing about that that is like crazy and like really elongated. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I mean, music has a lot of you know it, it it equals culture for a lot of people, and especially like black cultures, and I mean even white. I mean, white culture is kind of hard to come by, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> music really does create a sense of culture for no matter who you are. Because you can immediately pick up on like, like accordion or whatever. Like you're gonna think, oh, Italian music. Like or yeah. you, know, you hear those mm-hmm. drums. Like oh, you think that's African music. Like you know what I mean. Like you can just immediately pick up on it. Like you hear jazz, you're like, oh, that's you know New Orleans. Like whatever you know. So I see where you're going. I mean, and it's it's funny because like New Orleans is such a musically oriented city. Like Memphis is another one, but it's like a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not many like that though, where like they pride themselves on being like the mu- like one of the music city, like Nashville, I guess. But Nashville kind of just has a lot of. But mm-hmm. anyway. As you become more part of the city, do you identify with that more? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I want to ask a question. So, like, before, just to, like, take a step back, did you ever identify, like, like I don't know if you are a musician, but do you identify with music in general? Or, <coughs> um, Yes, I play a lot of instruments fairly badly. <laughs> and so I have definitely... Um, I've delved into a lot of different music forms and um but I I never knew much about theory and stuff like that um which is um uh, what you need to know <laughs> you know if yeah. you want to play stuff like jazz um or any form of music really I never knew much n- much about like music theory or how to you know how to really play with other people and stuff like that and that's that's stuff that I've been that I've been learning about more recently just in my own time because you know it's everywhere so I I see it all the time but um but yes I I mean I do identify a lot with it you know the music that that I kind of listened to when I was younger and that's kind of kind of always been you know in the in the background I can I can now like I now have words for it I can now describe it um I can now like know the history behind it and that's really cool um learn finding out the history of the stuff that you know you've you've kind of known in the back of your mind in your subconscious all your life you know knowing like kind of bringing that forth and you know going to the heart of it and actually knowing what it is and being able to describe it and its uh, origins and all that yeah that's really cool I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's not many things like that, especially in an art form, because it's tough, like, <laughs> growing up, like, drawing with crayons, and then, like, moving to a city that's going to help you, like, draw with crayons, like, draw better. It's just, like, yeah. you don't see that. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. but playing music, like, it's such a different experience. Like, you, you just by being there, you've picked up 
different things that you never would have picked up being somewhere else or maybe not. Anyway, the point is like music is such a different experience than any other art form. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, you were talking about earlier, like talking about black culture and white culture. And like, when you look, when you listen at the old, um, like if you listen at like the old, uh, uh, new Orleans songs, like the, um, like the old, um, like Mardi Gras, the old Mardi Gras um, songs and stuff like that, the, like the really old, like early 1900 stuff, like you, like you'll hear the, like the clave and the like the percussion um, stuff like that, um, like a lot of the African rhythms and um, and like when you listen to like uh, traditional jazz, like early early Louis Armstrong stuff, uh, Jack Teagarden uh, stuff like that, uh, original Dixieland jazz band stuff like that, all that stuff is great if you ever get a chance to listen at it. It's like really like it takes the structure of um, of European uh, classical music and then it takes um it takes uh rhythms from uh, african music and then it takes like uh all these all these funky chord progressions from um all these funky like these new funky chord progressions that everyone was coming up with at like the height of um like the early well the late 1800s early 1900s is when people started experiencing experimenting with that kind of music and so they made this big mesh of a music form called jazz and that's what it what it was basically essentially at the beginning of it it was it was um it was uh funky rhythms from like uh latin and african latin and african rhythms latin african origins and then um it was it was like the um the origins of also european uh, classical music and you can you can you can really hear all of that in it when you when you listen to like all this old all this old jazz yeah for sure that's really cool. I mean, uh, the melting pot. There's a couple of cities that are like a true melting pot like that. Um, New Orleans for sure. New York, you can see it. You don't see it in Alabama as much. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I know, okay, so something similar to music is food. And like you'll see like a good like combination of food, like different types of foods in New Orleans. Like do you could, do you have like your favorite type of uh favorite type of whatever like any type of culture cultural food like what what do you what do you eat when you're down there what do i eat i try honestly this is going to be a disappointing answer but i've been eating a lot of avocados <laughs> i'm um i've been trying to i've been on a health kick but yeah uh, when i was growing up i used to eat like the crawfish etouffee you know yeah yeah my grandmother used to cook a lot of gumbo and you've been working at like a that. bakery yeah recently um, haven't you yeah yeah i worked at a um I worked at uh, this place called Bittersweet for two years and this uh, food market. It's this new thing that a lot of cities are doing. Mm-hmm. They're like m- like making this big hall. They're like turning these big halls into food markets that have like 15 vendors okay. of like 15 different types of food. Kind of like yeah, a mall yeah, yeah. food court, That's but cool. just the food court with like individual small businesses, yeah. you know? And um and not like these big mass corporations, yeah. but um yeah that's a new thing that cities are doing. So I worked in one of those. It was called the Saint Rock Market. Uh, it was on the corner of Saint Rock and Saint Claude, where it is on the corner of Saint Rock and Saint Claude. And uh, I worked there for two years, and um, it was a bakery. Yeah, it was it was really cool working there. It was I was like right next to all these really like different types of foods. I was like right next to a coffee shop, so I was I was drinking free coffee for like two years. Mm-hmm. That was that was pretty clutch. <laughs> and then um, yeah, all these there was like a Haitian place in there and uh, sandwich shop. So it was like all these different types of foods and stuff. But yeah, that was cool working at the bakery. Um, I learned a lot about uh, pastries and stuff. And yeah, cupcakes. That's cool about um, 
New Orleans too because two things that I think really bring people together are music and food and there's such a diverse mixture of both of those things in your city so that's really cool like do you see that in action like bringing a lot of people together that I don't know you normally might not see together like that kind of thing you know and like just everyone yeah yeah um there I mean there are festivals like every week it seems like yeah like they find any reason to have a festival to, like throw yeah. a festival yeah crawfish <laughs> festival you know gumbo festival fried chicken festival yeah. you know every genre of music festival yeah like, we have like seven music festivals <laughs> from like um voodoo fest is a lot it's one that like a lot of um like college Pretty students well known, and teenagers yeah. yeah will come to like the hot music that's out right now and then like there's like jazz fest which has been around for like eight mm-hmm. years and then there's like we have a reggae fest you know we have like we have, we have we have a ton of festivals but also it is like you do see a lot of like um like weird accumulations of um like different people you know you have like pe- like locals who have been you know living here for you know 20 30 years or so and then you have like um people who are like next door from like france or whatever mm-hmm. or um you know from new york from uh you know chicago or st louis you know it's, so it's 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 you know people from all these different cultures and countries and like all you know right here in the city and that was really how it was built you know because the port was right by the mississippi so yeah. they we're getting all all this you know all this food and stuff and you know tobacco and all stuff like from all these different countries and so they had all these people different ty- types of people coming in as well from all these different cultures and so it just made one big one big mesh that's so cool and like you know you don't see that here um and that's not something like to just be like hating on i mean you, there there's a bunch of different cultures here but mm-hmm. you never see like like there's a crawfish festival or whatever over here but uh, it's just like not the same sort of idea. It's not yeah. like let's get a bunch of people together and learn. Yeah. It's more just like everybody wants to eat this food, so let's come eat it. Like yeah. I don't know. It's just a little different because like a lot of the a lot of the reason like you're saying like a lot of the reason that New Orleans is the way it is is to draw tourists in. Um, and so you like a festival is a great way to get um people to come in, especially like if they have like I, for whatever reason I feel like there's this like not fake love but like mm-hmm. fake interest almost in like wanting to go to New Orleans to do something. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna go eat the the beignets or whatever it is. Like so many people like have probably never eaten a beignet and then like <laughs> I gotta go have one of those yeah. in New Orleans. Like I don't know what it is about it. It's just insanity to me. Mm-hmm. It's your opinion. It's really cool though. <laughs> um, cafe. What yeah, is it? Cafe you, Dumont. Do you see a lot of that where people like completely like lose their shit over it for basically? I mean, I, I don't know. What's your opinion on Cafe Dumont, anyways? Like, yeah. Um, cafe Dumont is awesome. I'm kind of sorry to have that opinion. But it is. Listen, I'm not trying to make you like, into like a hipster or yeah. something. It's fine to have that opinion. I'm just yeah. saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, like here's a funny story. I was. I remember. Um. Um. I was. Um, I had a friend who was visiting and they were talking about um, Cafe, ben- Cafe Du Monde. They were talking about beignets. And I had another friend who lived there who's from France. And so my friend was like, yeah, uh, I got to try beignets. I got to eat beignets. And she's like, what? Those are just donuts. Yeah. Because yeah. like, in <laughs> France, they're just donuts. Yeah. But, just like you find it anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was funny. But yeah, beignets, I don't know if you've ever had. I don't know if you guys have ever had beignets. They're pretty good. Um, 10 I out of 10. I went there, but I didn't have... I didn't go to Cafe de Mar. I just went to New Orleans. But anyway, yeah. No, I, I, but you hear about it constantly. Like, the fact that we know the name of a place and do it, like... Yeah. You know, it, it's just... It's crazy to me. I, I, uh, like, famous food places and famous... Like, it's just... It's mind-boggling because, like, Birmingham doesn't really have that. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, a really famous, like, place. Like, Dreamland comes to mind, but... 
Like a lot Greenland of people, bus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> people don't awesome. like travel to Birmingham to eat it, though. Or at least I don't. But I, don't I mean, there's such like there is a giant food scene. But people in say that Birmingham. I just I, I guess being here the whole time, like I just. But there's not know. any places. I agree. There's not any like, oh, like so and so. Like there's a lot of there's yeah. like a lot of really good places, but there's nowhere like Cafe Dumont. You know, True, it's like yeah. people are like, oh, I'm going to Birmingham to go to this place. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like I know New Orleans is like a considerably bigger city than Birmingham, but yeah, uh, and like you're saying, like geographically, like it might not be any bigger. Is it? Yeah, I am. Um, but think it's definitely popula- like population wise, it's probably like population population yeah. wise. Yeah, but I think geographically, it might be small. It's probably not. Yeah. I would. Yeah, I would. I would bank on. I put my money on Birmingham yeah. being bigger. And Birmingham has a f- the far further reach because, like you're saying, like there's not really any suburbs in New Orleans, like. There's a couple, but, like, they're not mm-hmm. really, like, it's mostly just, like, like what you think of when you think of, of suburbs. But, like, Hoover being a suburb of Birmingham, like, Hoover yeah. could be a really big yeah. city in its own right. Anyway. That's crazy. Uh, so, you're talking about, like, culture shock moving to back to New Orleans, but now you're back in Hoover. So like, I don't know why you're here right now. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know about your life. Anyways, <laughs> but, um, so, like, just, like, living there for three years or however long you've been there, how, how is it, like, is it like super different coming back and like having to live like such a relaxed, like <laughs> completely different life? I'm assuming it's so different. Um, I'm here right now. It was my mother's birthday last weekend. Um, shout out to moms. Happy <laughs> birthday. Um, 30 looks good on you. Um, <laughs> and so I've been here for the past week and a half. Um, I'm here for like another half a week or so. And yeah, it, it really, it really is different. Um, you you're driving home at like 9 p.m. Everything's yeah. closed. It's I know, like dark dude. I hated AF. about that. Yeah. There's like a street light every three miles, and it's just <laughs> like you just want to go home and cry yourself to sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything's so quiet. You yeah, know? And, but you know, also I don't know. It's it is a very different li- lifestyle. Um, in New Orleans, I'm when I'm back there, I I have, I bike everywhere pretty much. Everything everything. Um, I mean, this just goes to show you how much like how small the city actually is pretty much everything that i have to do is in a three mile radius yeah so like i live in the um there's a neighborhood called treme which is really kind of like in the middle mm-hmm. of everything so i'm lucky for that but then like also like my my the where i worked was like like um, like two miles down you know it yeah. was where i when i w- went to school was like two miles in the opposite direction mm-hmm. you know i had another job that was like two and a half miles um in another direction it was like everything was just kind of like right there it's just compact you know yeah. everything is just like just in your face you know and so but yeah it's really different you know having to drive everywhere having to you know 10 minutes just taking 10 minutes just to get out of my neighborhood um, <laughs> everything is like so i mean those are just like the geographical differences yeah but but um but i mean if you go down to you know downtown birmingham it's a lot different and so that's that's really cool um getting to do that and you know even just going to other cities and just seeing how their city life is different from yeah, yours. Yeah. But but yeah, so there is there is a bit of culture shock. Um just because, you know, there's always kind of something to do when you're down there and, you know, which there is here, but you know, it's a it's a lot more quiet. You gotta make your you gotta really be entertaining to yourself in mm-hmm. order to live here. Like it's just like like as I was in New York for the past week and like that is entirely different. Just the amount of energy in that place out of control like you yeah. can be so far out of like manhattan and still feel it it just doesn't it doesn't make sense I mean, like being like a a very small town type of guy like compared to new york it's very small here 
Um, mm. yeah. Like you're saying, like things close down, but at nine, and it's just like in New York, nothing shuts down. Like mm. there's not a closing time on like half the stuff there. Yeah. It's just insanity. Like, and I know New Orleans, like, you know, all the whatnot that goes down <laughs> on Bourbon Street and all that, like that goes on every night. Like there's no, there's no breaks. And so that, I mean, that's Day just off. like, there's no street like that, <laughs> which of course, but, and it's just, that has an energy of its own. Do, I, like, how do you feel about Bourbon Street? Do you, do you, I, I would, are you, <laughs> I would like to say that Bourbon Street is ass. <laughs> if you ever do, don't go there. When people come to visit me, they, I actually have had people come to visit me and, and they were like, oh, we're going to Bourbon Street. And I was like, all right. Hit me up when you're done. Like yeah, I will, yeah. like I kind of. It's just really busy and it's really dirty. And when you when you get to the street, like literally, if you go, if you're in the French Quarter, and um, sometimes I would just kind of like pop up on it without realizing it. Mm-hmm. I'm like you know, because you just you know you just weaving in and out of streets, and all of a sudden you know I just get a I just get a whiff, and I'm like, Fuck, <laughs> no. One of the times I was down there with my dad, I was like ten, and we went down Bourbon Street. <laughs> Saw some nips. That's a good summer summary there. That's a good one. The first time I saw my first real life pair of nips was with my dad on Bourbon Street. So <laughs> I guess that's something we can both share. There we go. <laughs> High five. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Ten year old nips. If you want to see some nips with your dad, you go know, to Bourbon Street. Go to Bourbon Street. Plan a Nola trip, baby. Yeah. I remember we were like walking down the street. I've been there a handful of times, but like a lot of the streets, they just smell like vomit. Yeah, is that like is it is that like a common thing? So it was like where I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was that like <laughs> the, the, the vomit, vomit region. <laughs> yeah, the vomit district. <laughs> it was like I was <laughs> that was funny. Um, so it's 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 um. New Orleans kind of has, yeah, a lot of people will say, like, it's dirty. It's And I, 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 I like, all right, I'll give it that. It's, you know, the whole city is underwater. It's a bowl, yeah. basically. Yeah. So every time it rains, you know, it floods. And um, so it, it, it's pretty it's pretty nasty a lot, a lot of the time. Also, um, don't quote me on this, but um, I'm pretty sure, like, 95% sure that New Orleans was one of the last places to get a proper sewage system. Also, it's at the um I was actually just reading about this um like it's at the so it's like at the end of um the Mississippi River. Yeah. You know, so it's it's like the runoff from the entire country. Like, yeah. right, like, like, like yeah. literally, yeah. like the, the entire country's runoff, like, yeah. right there. It's like uh, the, it's really like the equivalent, like New Orleans. Just think about how much crud like yeah. flows into that river yes. from all over. Were you about to say it's the anus of the USA? I was. Well, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, Basically. it's like your water pipes. It's like your sewage pipes. The sewage pipes in your house. Like yeah. US is your house, and the sewage pipes are New Orleans, and so <laughs> you know. But really? I embrace the good with the bad, so it's yeah, just, you know, it's yeah. all good. As long as you stay in the right parts of town, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> stay up the vomit district. <laughs> vomit district. Don't go to the vomit district now. Yeah. Uh, one of the questions I have, I guess, as you become more of a local, like we've been talking about, has your perspective kind of changed in in the sense as like you've lost kind of the luster for it, or has it? you become more passionate about the city and like you said your perspective on hoover has kind of changed like do you want to elaborate more on that um yeah 
so yeah my perspective on both cities has really changed um well not so much hoover honestly i always did i always was like thought i was i always thought i was like very lucky to go to hoover you know Mm -hmm. um that was that was um you know us having to move because of katrina you know was you know was a bad thing but it it did put put us in a place where um i was able to go to hoover high school and um one of the things a lot of people don't know about new orleans is it actually has some of the worst public schools in the country okay. uh, and so that's that's um a really big thing so we have these things um called charter schools they're like yeah. private schools but they're kind of different but um so if you if you if you can't afford to go to a f- charter school or you don't have like or you're like you can't test into one then then you're left having to go to a public school mm-hmm. and they're they're really bad schools they're like we we quite literally have some of the worst ones in the country and so um that the opportunity of like being able to go to a school like Hoover for free was like like unfathomable unfathom- to my mom you know at the time yeah. And so that was like the main reason that, you know, we stayed here when everything happened. And so I wish some people would get like some perspective like that because like there are some people at Hoover that complain. Yeah. Consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it, dude. Like I wish you could see like how bad other people have it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Not a doubt. Definitely. It, it, and it's in being an English major now, um, I'm, I am, you know, probably going to teach at some point and I, and I love New Orleans, you know. I love New Orleans, but they do have some of the worst public schools in the country. And so I, I don't, I don't really have any interest in uh, teaching in a place like Hoover. Um, I love Hoover, and I'm thankful for it. But I don't have any. In- I don't, I don't think those kids really need me. You know, yeah. if I were ever to teach, I don't, I, I don't think they would, they would need me. Um, but uh, yeah, I would, and I don't even really want to. I don't really re- even really want to teach that badly. I, what I really want to do is, is tutor. I feel like um, teaching is just really, especially when you get into some of those those public schools. Like it's really it's you don't have a lot of leeway in what you want to do. Um, you're you're very you know you're very held back in the amount of yeah, change I, that you can make happen. I feel mm-hmm. like until you become like the boss, like the English teacher, like the head English teacher, like you can yeah. really change curriculum. You've been yeah. there for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you say, like tutor. That sounds like a dream job for what somebody would who would want to be a teacher. Yeah, because you get to do everything that you want to do, and you it, and it you get to focus on people individually. You know, a lot of people get held back in the classroom. A lot of kids get held back, and so it would be really, um, I feel like it would be really beneficial to kids to be able to get affordable tutoring. Um, in yeah, the, that's in super those noble, dude. Super noble. I'm not trying to like hype you up. <laughs> hype me up. I mean, yeah. but. <laughs> I mean, it's I definitely, I mean, yeah, I feel like a lot of people would just try to do the other thing, just, like, fall into a school and, like, kind of just whatever, make their money. Like, uh, it's obviously not, like, a money cash grab type of job, but mm. you know what I mean? Just, like, get their it's degree and then go yeah, do secure. it. Secure. Yeah. But well, like, that's going to be some work to tutor. <laughs> yeah. Anything in education is, is you know, you're, you're not, you're not going to make a lot of money. Yeah, you know, yeah. Which, that's cool. I mean, you don't need to, you know, as long as you can live. I'm saying, yeah. It's all good. That's cool, though. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Do you ever see Lil Wayne walking around? I've never seen Lil Wayne. Does he live there? He doesn't That's live there. That's where he's from. Yeah, he doesn't live there. there but I didn't know Wheezy, baby. He doesn't live there. Cash but my money. grandfather, my grandfather 
grew up with someone in his family and he won't shut up about how <laughs> Lil Wayne doesn't do anything for the community. And I'm like, granddad. To Birdman. You're like 55 years old. Get over it. Like, we have That's things to do. Hilarious. Yeah, because I mean, I feel... Because I'm not an avid Lil Wayne listener anymore. <laughs> but when I was in his golden age, I mean, I feel like he'd talk about Nola a lot. You know, you'd think yeah. he'd, he'd help out the community, uh, but uh, he my, doesn't. My therapist grew up where she went to college there. She went to Tulane. And uh, when he was, like, getting huge, mm-hmm. it's like, I forget if he was, in, like, high school or whatever. Yeah. And, like, he was, like, a really big part of the community when she was there. Yeah. And, like, he would, like, he would do a lot more stuff for the community mm-hmm. back then just because, like, that was his, like, image, like you're saying. Like, yeah. he would talk about it a lot more. And then, like, I think once you get to a certain point, like, it just, just like, yeah, starts whatever. to not matter. Because, yeah. like, Kanye West used to be all about Chicago and, like, yeah. he talks about it sometimes, but he doesn't live there. He doesn't really care about it. Yeah. Jay-Z still cares about Brooklyn. Like, yeah. I think that's, like, the one true example of someone that gives back. Because he made, like, the, uh, the Barclays Center and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Barclays Center. Yeah. It's just like cool. it's nuts, like. But yeah. Yeah, I think that's like the one person you can point to. Yeah. Like, also Jay Z's like super duper rich. Nah, yeah, yeah. He's like a billionaire he's level. On another <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah, when you can make yeah. a stadium, I don't know. It's a little different. Spe- speaking of Kanye, what do you guys think? New record dropped today. I didn't listen. Opinions, to Opinions, yo, listen to Ian. I, I, yeah. Um, actually, Greg spent the night at my house. Uh huh. And this morning he was like, he was like, yo. I was playing. I was playing something. I think I was like playing jazz or something. He was like, yeah. "Yo, you listen to the wrong thing right now." <laughs> my phone popped on some Kanye, and I was like, "Yeah, what is this? The new Kanye?" Because honestly, like, whenever someone says, "Yo, Kanye's album's coming out," I don't. I just. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's yeah, not. He's yeah. like, he's Frank yeah. Ocean to me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, ever since, ever since that last album, he's Frank Ocean to me now. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. Good, good luck staying staying awake at night. You know, waiting for that album. It's not gonna. Yeah. Help. And so I just, I didn't, th- I didn't think it was gonna happen. And I was like, what is this? What is it? And he's like, it's the new Kanye album. I was like, I'm sorry, I doubted you, gay. It, it's <laughs> like everyone's giving him so much crap and talking about how bad. But it's like, okay, no, it's not like the graduation album. Like it's not just like something you're gonna bang like bop to all the time but it's like it's good you know it's way more artistic it's definitely like experimental you know i saw and a like, lot more praise you saw hate yeah i saw a lot of hate everybody's mm-hmm. like yeah kanye's done all the tweets i saw were like this is actually pretty good like it's equitable yeah. to other things he's done i just yeah i haven't listened to it but yeah yeah i don't know i'm a big kanye fan i'll listen yeah. for sure yeah I, I like i don't see a lot of people listening to uh, life of pablo anymore but i really like that album yeah this is a good one that was a good one. That was a good period album. That was like I honestly I loved that album when it first came out. I don't think I've listened to it as hard as I have. Yeah, see, like I don't though. see a lot of people. Like you just don't see people yeah. talking about it anymore. I don't know what it is, but and I didn't for whatever reason never downloaded Jesus. I just never did. But I like mm. I like Black Skin Heads on that album, right? I think so. Yes, I like that yes, song. Yes. Anyway, that's honestly actually that's the only Kanye album I have not listened to. Jesus? I have not. Yeah, I don't think I've listened I, to I one song it. from Jesus. Yeah, same oh, really? for me. What's the deal? Like none of us have listened to it. That's weird. Anyway, huh. what about ASAP Rocky's new album? I listened to it on your recommendation. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Mm. I mm? I have opinions about ASAP Rocky, but okay. Oh, okay. I don't want to. I've always been a fan from afar, but I mean, listening to the album all the way through is a different yeah, experience. Yeah, Especially yeah. no matter what it is, it's always different. Yeah. This one, I feel like too. The same way about Kanye's album, it's way more experimental. For sure. Like, yeah. And it's more, like, I, I appreciate those types of albums because it's more like an art piece. It sounds it truer is. to them. Yeah, exactly. And it's more, 
than just making a hit. Although you like you hear about that songs, you hear about like uh, Cardi B talking about her last album, which was like kind of a mess, and she was like, "I just wanted to make stuff that I liked, yeah, and that I like dancing to or whatever." It's like, well, that's it sounds really like yeah. you can believe that. I just don't know, like it doesn't seem like you always hear about like a musician being an artist like you're talking about like making mm-hmm. something that you feel is like a little maybe like on the edge and it's yeah, just like yeah, yeah. but hers was like drip 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 It's like all right. <laughs> yeah. She's like I just love this like beat. I'm like all right, I get it. I don't know. I it's funny you say that cuz my sister just played a song from Cardi B one like a Cardi B song. I haven't heard I've heard one Cardi B song. It's you know which one it is. Yeah, I don't Bobak even know. Yellow. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. And she played that and I was like, "Yo, this this slaps. What is this?" And I was like, <laughs> I didn't expect it. Like I cuz I knew it was Cardi B, I could tell by her voice, but yeah. I didn't expect it to go hard. So I was like, "All right." All right it, it's Cardi. catchy stuff. I just a lot of people are giving her flack like about it being just like basic, I guess. I get <laughs> an example for me like someone like a rap artist or this is a genre we're talking about that only makes only tries to make songs that are hits would be like Migos. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like all their songs pretty much. And I like Migos, you know? Dude, I know. <laughs> you know, like, I appreciate, like, I like Migos. Yeah. I listen to their stuff. And, but it's like all their songs pretty much sound the same. Oh my and gosh. they're like all appealing to the same, like, group of listeners. <laughs> and it's just like all kind of mindless. You know what I mean? But it works so well. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> that's their thing. But it's not well, like. Well, the thing is, like, it didn't work for so long. Like, they made Bando, <laughs> they made Bando in like 2013 and then they made the same song 10 times in a row and then for whatever reason it worked. Yeah. Like Bad and Bougie was like, oh, this works now. No. And everybody's like, okay, and the Migos were like, sure, yeah, we'll keep making money off of this. And like, yeah. I wonder how they feel about it. Yeah, I, is that like demeaning as a, <laughs> as a musical artist? I don't know. I honestly, you know? personally, I get like, I get mad when I listen to their albums because I'm like, I'm like, when is this? Like, have I been listening to the same song for 15 exactly. minutes? Uh, like, yeah. What? <laughs> could easily be on repeat, dude. It's good stuff, though, bro. Yeah, beat the pussy up like fight night. That one, that one goes so hard, dude. I love that song. And I guess because it's like a, I guess like smaller artist. Like if they land a hit, like that's awesome. Yeah. But then once you get to a certain level, uh, it's like, and you're like at a level of fame, you know, is it like, mm. does it become demeaning or like, it's like, what is it you, I guess I feel, I feel like you would kind of lose your purpose as a musician. Yeah. I feel like I can see that with Drake. Yeah. Like he had to like get into a couple of beefs to like be a relevant person. Yeah. And he's definitely going to be relevant for a long time. Yeah. But like this latest thing with Pusha T, which I don't know if you've kept up with that at all, but like Pusha T, like told like about told the world son or yeah, that he had a hidden son or whatever. Yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Crazy, ad libs, you know. Crazy, but uh, it's just funny to me. Like like you're saying, like I don't think Drake like has ever made like he makes like those like in your feels type of songs. Yeah. But I think that's just like what he's been ingrained to be. And there's like, like Drake I what he haters. I know, and it's like how can I don't know how can you hear like pretty much all of drake's stuff and be like no it's not good dude yeah no. <laughs> like, even people that like hate drake like they like like it but they're like yeah it's not, it's no, not no. good yeah it's not good <laughs> so, i mean yeah, the fact of the matter is like drake makes bops and he like he makes so many bops it's crazy like someone played pop style mm-hmm. the other day in my car and i forgot that song existed but yeah, there's so many like yeah. it's like like literally he has so many songs like man this is a bop and he's he just keeps producing them yeah and it's like they just get 
they just get like I, I see like a lot of the hate is like he's got a ghostwriter but it's like yeah. his delivery is most of it it's still him I don't know I mean most like, bands like <sighs> probably don't write their lyrics yeah that's true you and know, also like, like they're like especially rock bands like from the 80s like lyrics didn't matter and I understand yeah. it's a completely different genre of music yeah but like Rap music's kind of the same. Like, if as long as yeah. you're sticking to the rhythm, like with your delivery. I mean, if you ever freaking read like <laughs> most of the lyrics, yeah. it's like what? Yeah. It really is just like sounds that sound the same. Like, yeah, you may, it might as well be a different language, you know. But people always like like they're really listening for this. Like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's what he's like. I just hate that type of people. Like, yeah, that type of person. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like man, people like, li- like I don't know, I, but I do like Eminem, and a lot of people like call him like you know a poet and stuff like that. I don't know, it's a little different. It's though. true, yeah. Eminem, like, not like Eminem, especially is really like his his lyrics are very impressive. Yeah, you know, and like I guess another rapper would be like Lil Wayne, like some of his analogies and stuff, and like rhymes yeah. are like really thoughtful. You know, like yeah, a lot of people are don't really on point. Yeah, and like a lot of people don't ever appreciate that about rap. Like they're just like, oh, it's just like mindless like noise and like cussing and stuff. Yeah. But it's like a lot of like they really are poets. It's cool. It is cool. Stuff, you know. It's good stuff. Good freaking <laughs> stuff. Whenever I hear anyone talk about like try to discredit Drake for, you know, having ghostwriters, I just think of the fact that literally one of the biggest West Coast rappers was Easy E, mm-hmm. and everyone knows he never wrote a single yeah. rhyme. He yeah. never Ice Cube wrote ninety percent of NWA's in the songs. Like literally, <laughs> Ice Cube writes rhymes. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like yo, Easy E, my six. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Uh, bi- I never saw how to say this word, but biopic, biopic about them. The What's the name of it? Straight, Straight out of Compton. Compton. Oh yeah, dude, that movie's awesome. I love that movie. It's dude. so good. I know. Yeah. And the fact that I- Ice Cube's son plays Ice Cube, like that's cool. So cool. He looks so he much looks like literally him, like, the same much. Yeah, same much. The same. Are we there person. yet? <laughs> Great movie, dude. What a career! <laughs> what a career Ice Cube is in. Yeah, for real. He, re- I mean, like he's like family friendly now. Like, <laughs> like Ice any Cube, sense. crazy career. Will Smith. Oh, uh, I would compare um, Childish Gambino. You Dude, know, he's like, having such a weird track, especially recently. Yeah, like Stan. Like it's just like there's some people. It's just like he's so talented. Like he he's, can't lose. Like a, yeah, like comedian, actor, musician. He's acting every like, level, super creative in all aspects, and yeah. talented. And he's really, really smart. Obviously, like yeah. you can just tell he's like super intelligent. He runs his own show, like very popular show on a very popular network. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like that guy's like equals A-list celebrity. Like I don't think you can top that. Anyway, it's so weird because like a couple years ago he wasn't famous. <laughs> like yeah. he was, but it wasn't like everybody knows who he is. Like 3005, you know, that yeah, was yeah. pretty popular. Crazy. And I feel like his stand-up he's been doing for a minute. Yeah, I think that's what he started with. Yeah. I say. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people didn't know him for a stand-up it was kind of like yeah they knew him as a rapper and as an and then they knew him as an actor and they're like oh and he also has all this stand-up and it's like oh my god like this guy's what <laughs> yeah and he does it all so well it's not like yeah oh, he's okay yeah. one of those things but like and he writes shows like he writes like he screenwrites and that's like yeah 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 i feel like that's one of the tougher things to do keep it like yeah. keep everything together like and i don't know if you guys watch atlanta but like atlanta's like one of the best like 
I watched the first season. It was really good. And the, the second season, is it finished already? I don't know yet. I think the finale was like a couple Thursdays ago. I don't know. Okay, yeah. But I haven't finished it. I'm like on, like yeah. I'm not like halfway through. I need to watch two. the second season. That's like in, a crazy show. Like yeah, you can't, it's good. Yeah. It's cool. Nice. All right. Yeah, we went from Nolan's down to rap. I think that was a good little show, boys. Tie it back yeah. up. Thanks for being on, Ian. It's I, always good to see you. It's great to see you, man. It was great having coffee with you the other, the other yeah. day. Yeah, someone I respect a lot. This guy. Oh. It's always good. Always looked up to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> First one to say that ever. But I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. It was really great talking about this stuff with you. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for approaching us. I guess that's how it worked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's cool. I mean, I, we, we've only had zero of those type of people. Really? It's like I everybody else we've invited on, so yeah, a little bit. I like. I mean, I saw you guys doing. And I was like, "What?" And I, I don't know. I, I, don't know, I just love when people are doing cool things. You know, no one's making podcasts. That's like, fair. That's, yeah. that's crazy. That's you guys are doing some good stuff. So thanks, man. Thanks, brother. <laughs> We're gonna keep it up. Sweet. You keep doing you. Yeah. Let us know how it goes down in Nola, boy. Nola. Of course. Uh, you gonna graduate next year? I have two years. Oh, okay. I have two years. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. It's been real easy, brothers. Bye. Thanks Check for listening. Probably next week. See ya. See ya.